This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Wild card reaction. Reactions to all the NFL wild card games. Next week's preview for the NFL playoffs. And how about the NFL coaching carousel? That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Thank you for joining into the podcast today. We had a great weekend of football And that's what we want to talk about today. This whole podcast will be covering NFL topics, starting with the wild card reactions and what a week it was of football. And it really came all down to the referees. That's where all the focus is. That's what everyone's talking about now, is how bad the referees were in these games. But let's look at each of them, starting with the Bills and the Texans. The Bills got up early. Looked like they had control, but we know with the Texans' offense, they're never out of a game. Deshaun Watson uh, was amazing in his comeback, running the football, throwing the football. Uh, the defense stood up when it needed to. J.J. Watt, only one tackle in his game back, but it was a big one with the sack. And the Texans go on to win 22-19 to in overtime against the Buffalo Bills. What a heartbreaking loss for the Bills, but Josh Allen, he's just not quite there yet. The Bills themselves may be a piece or two away still from being contenders consistently. Uh, Allen had a better day receiving than passing. That's not true. But he did have a touchdown receiving the ball uh, and no touchdowns throwing the ball, ran the ball effectively. I think he's a good quarterback. I think the Bills have have a a good future ahead of them. They just need to add some pieces to them. That game was uh, an amazing start to the playoffs. Then the Titans and the Patriots in the nightcap uh, so to say, and the Titans got ahead 14 to 13, and then they just ran the ball. And they ran the ball while they got up 14 to 13, too, and they kept running the ball. Derrick Henry was great, and the Titans did what they uh, can do best. They didn't try to get out of their game plan. Vrabel had a good game coaching, had a little uh, Belichick in them uh, with the uh, punting false starts before five minutes, but Titans able to end the Patriots' season. Of course, the question now is, is it the end of Tom Brady and the Patriots? I don't think it is. I think Tom Brady comes back. I see him signing a two-year contract, 
and uh, maybe only playing one of those years. But uh, coming back, they'll add a piece in free agency to the offense, at least one receiver, if not more. And uh, they'll try to go out on a better note than losing at home to the Titans. Sunday's games were just as exciting. Well, at least the first one was the Vikings and the Saints go to overtime. The Vikings beat the Saints 26-20. to uh, The Saints have just had a three-year rough stretch, losing on the last play of the game in each of the last three years in the playoffs. And this one, much like last year, was a result of bad officiating. Kyle Rudolph with the push-off in the end zone to catch the touchdown that ended the game should have been called offensive pass interference. It was not. It should have been reviewed and then called offensive pass interference. It was not. Now, I know the booth looked at it, but they did not send it down to the field for them to look at it, did not give them an opportunity to make it right. It's the whole reason the rule was put in place that they could challenge and review pass interference plays was in the playoffs and specifically what happened last year to the Saints so they could make sure it didn't happen again. Was this play as egregious as last year's Rams-Saints game? Maybe not, but it was clearly pass interference, offensive pass interference, and yet still not called. The Saints could not pull it out in the end. Their offense was not enough. They had too many punts when they should have had scores. Uh, A missed field goal uh, earlier by the Saints as well uh, kept them out of reach to win the game in regulation. They are able to tie it up and Uh, but cannot overcome the Vikings in overtime. Kirk Cousins with a big win for the Vikings. Now we see they go on, the Vikings do, to San Francisco with a journey out west, and the Saints instead go home. The wild card ended with the Seahawks and the Eagles. Not a very fun game to watch, I don't think, but nonetheless, Seahawks on top 17-9. Carson Wentz knocked out early in the game on what appeared to be a dirty and cheap shot by Jadavian Clowney. No flag uh, on the play, and they still say it was not a foul even to this minute. But as soon as Carson Wentz went out, the game was over for the Eagles. Josh McCown, 40 years old, He was retired earlier this year. I'm sure he's still in great shape for a 40-year-old, but uh, not ready for this this quite yet. Eagles stayed in it close uh, most of the game, all the way down to the end with a chance, but at the end of the day, they could not overcome the Wentz injury or the other injuries to their starting offensive linemen and their starting receivers and everything else. The Eagles were just so beat up. Seattle able to take advantage of that, and now they'll travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Wildcard weekend was great, and we expect for this weekend's divisional round of the playoffs to be great as well. It starts off Saturday with the Vikings and the 49ers. The 49ers, the early favorite, uh, touchdown favorite by most. They have a quarterback who can do the job. They've got a great running game. I'm still skeptical of the receiving game, and I think that because of that, it's going to be a very close game. But I think at home, the 49ers still win. The Vikings, though, should be able, as they're in rhythm, so to say, uh, and they have not have no rust from a week off, the Vikings should come out a little faster than San Francisco. I see San Francisco, though, being able to win the game 435 on a Saturday. That's Eastern Standard Time, so an early kickoff uh, on a Saturday for the 49ers may uh, not help them with their start. They have a lot of talent, though. I think they have good coaching. We'll see more about that 
on Saturday. Then also on Saturday, it's the Titans and the Ravens. There's a throwback for you. Back in the day with the Ravens and the Titans going at it all the time. And uh, they are back against each other. Baltimore with the early favorite, nine-point favorite, uh, going into the game Saturday night. The Ravens have the most explosive offense right now in the NFL. I do not see the Titans being able to hold and score enough points uh, to, to stay with the Ravens. Ravens, I believe, will walk away with this game relatively easily. But again, that rush to start off, they've been off for almost three weeks, their starters have been. And so it'll be interesting to see how quickly the Ravens can get clicking and if they'll be able to uh, establish what they do best. They have a coaching advantage, I think, with John Harbaugh. He's a Super Bowl winning coach, and that should help them in this situation. Ravens will win on Saturday. On Sunday, the early game, 3 o'clock kickoff, is the Texans and the Chiefs. They met earlier in the year. The Texans won in Kansas City. They're not giving uh, the Texans a whole lot of chances now, though the Chiefs are the favorites going into this game, which makes sense. They're the home team. They're the number two seed, but they're giving them a 10-point advantage right now, or that's what they are favored uh, by, and I don't see why that is. Again, coming off of a couple weeks um, uh, maybe that rust kicks in, a slow start for the Chiefs. They've got great talent. We know they can score a lot of points. I think the Texans are going to make this one interesting, though, coming off of this last week. The Texans have the talent to compete with the Chiefs. They proved it earlier. The question is, will they be able to get going early? Because if they get behind, the Chiefs will run away with this game. Chiefs win. Texans make it interesting. Sunday as well, the last game of the divisional round is the Packers and the Seahawks. In Green Bay, there's some history between these two teams going all the way back to the fail Mary where the referees again made a crucial mistake and ended the replacement referee reign for the time being. But we see now the Packers and the Seahawks come again. This one is expected to be closer. Uh, The Packers are a four-point favorite at home. I believe the Packers will win this game, but I am a Packer fan, so I'm a little biased in this situation. I think the Packers have the talent Uh, The defense, they're healthy with the time off, and they should come out and be able to beat the Seahawks to move on to the NFC Championship. And we close out the podcast today talking about the coaching carousel in the NFL. Five teams searching for a head coach. Two have already found them, both of them, in the NFC East. It started early with the Washington Redskins hiring Ron Rivera, former Carolina Panthers head coach. He's brought in Jack Del Rio to run his defense. I think it's a great combination the question will be is can they get Dwayne Haskins going they have a talented young running back a talented young receiver they do need some tight end help and some offensive line help but the offense has some uh, some hope for the future and Ron Rivera now is in charge of the Washington Redskins getting the offense going the Dallas Cowboys announced that they have hired former Green Bay Packer coach Mike McCarthy to come into Dallas, a surprise for most. They expected a splash hire. Mike McCarthy is not a splash hire, but he is a good hire. He's a Super Bowl winning coach who's had success over a long period of time. 13 seasons at Green Bay as the head coach. Nine of those seasons, they took the team to the playoffs. Dallas is looking for someone who can bring some success. McCarthy did win one Super Bowl in Green Bay. Should have gone to at least two others. 
looking back at the Brett Favre's final Green Bay game against the Giants in Lambeau Field and the Seattle game back in 2014 or early 2015 with a botched onside kick that would have sent them to the Super Bowl as well. But all that being said, Mike McCarthy is a great hire in Dallas. He should be able to work with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and all the other young talent that is in Dallas. They have a great offensive line. They have a pretty stout defense as well. So it'll be interesting to see who he brings in on the staff to fill out the defensive staff and even who he'll keep on the offensive side. There's two offensive coaches still under contract. Whether or not he'll keep them is yet to be seen. But we think it's a good a good coaching hire in Dallas. I believe it makes them immediately the NFC East front runners, and they should be able to overtake Philadelphia, whose talent is not all there. Um, they need to find add a lot of pieces in this offseason. Philadelphia does, whereas Dallas pretty much already has all the pieces in place. Now they just needed a coach to get them over the top. Three other teams still searching for a head coach, the New York Giants, the Cleveland Browns, and the Carolina Panthers. The New York Giants set to interview or have interviewed New England special teams coach Joe Judge, Dallas's secondary coach Chris Richard, uh, Kansas City's offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, Baltimore's defensive coordinator Don Martindale, uh, Baylor head coach Matt Rule, and Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels all set to interview or have interviewed with the Giants. The professionals say Matt Rule is the man that they want. It is yet to be seen if Matt Rule is looking for a pay raise at Baylor or is actually interested in an NFL job. But with his ties to the New York Giants front office, it seems like the obvious place for him if he wants to go there. The other names on that list, Josh McDaniels has some head coaching experience. Obviously didn't go great, but everyone seems to think he's ready for another uh, job. Uh, Joe Judge is an interesting candidate for the Giants. The New England special teams coach would take a path much like Baltimore's coach currently of John Harbaugh. Um, If he were to step up to head coach now, he has picked up wide receiver coaching duties this season to add some more things under his belt there. Interesting to see who will end up in the New York Giants head coaching job to coach Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Cleveland Browns uh, have also interviewed or plan to interview Buffalo offensive coordinator Brian Dayball, 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala, and then also Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City and Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator from Baltimore. I don't know who the fit is in Cleveland, to be honest with you. It's hard to, to know what they're going to do with their offense, what they're going to try to do, at least with their offense moving forward. They need someone who can handle some personalities and egos, and I'm not sure who on that list could do it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they hire. I think the Kansas City coaching tree is is short. I think you see in Matt Nagy in, in Chicago, where Eric Reed was calling all the plays, and really the mastermind that seems behind the Kansas City offense. I'm not sure if hiring one of his offensive coordinators is a safe hire or not, but I think Greg Roman could be a great coach, but I think he has better fits than in Cleveland. And so it'll be interesting to see Robert Sala from the 49ers defense coordinator. He has really risen up uh, in in uh, people seeing him this year with the San Francisco, and he's kind of the hot name or popular name uh, a couple weeks ago and maybe cooled off a little bit since then. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who the Cleveland Browns decide to hire. Then, lastly, the Carolina Panthers. Their, their list is a little shorter. Josh McDaniels, 
Uh, Patriots offensive coordinator Matt Rule, Baylor's head coach, and Kevin Stefanski, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, interviewing in Carolina. They are looking, uh, I don't know what their plan is, so it's hard to say what the right fit would be, not knowing if they're going to keep Cam Newton or bring in a new quarterback um, or try to go with one of their current quarterbacks that are there. I'm not sure that that's the right move. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what where they decide to go, what direction they decide to go, and they might see that starting with who they hire. Um, of course, the, the hot rumor right now is, well, Tom Brady will go with Josh McDaniels to Carolina. I don't see that happening. I don't see Bob Kraft letting Tom Brady out of New England unless he's retiring. And so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens uh, with Carolina and which direction they go. Thank you for listening to today's Sports Stove podcast. You can find us on social media, Twitter, at Sports Stove. Facebook is the Sports Stove podcast. And continue to listen, like, share, subscribe, all those good things to the podcast. We'll be coming out shortly with a college football championship podcast later on this week, getting ready for Clemson LSU. Thank you for listening to the Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.